sometimes when you are studying through the Gospels, it is easy to kind of bag on Peter. Peter was one of Jesus's disciples. He's one of the key figures in the New Testament. And it is easy to bag on Peter because he's the guy that has a tendency to voice his opinions and speak up a lot. It's jokingly said about Peter that he was really good at putting his foot in his mouth. In fact, maybe you can relate to Peter with that. No doubt he was the guy that put to words the thoughts that everyone else was thinking. So it's not like everyone else was better than Peter. It's just that they tended to keep their mouth shut where he didn't. And I'm sure Peter was the kind of guy, and maybe you've had someone in your life like this. He was the kind of guy who you would casually kind of lean over to and quietly share with them your thought just because you knew that he would be the one that would voice your thought for you so that you wouldn't have to. So that's Peter. And we know more about Peter from the Gospels than we do pretty much any of Jesus's other followers because he's the outspoken one. And as a result, he gets a bad rap. We bag on him a little bit and he gives us a lot of material from which we can learn some valuable lessons. Like the one that we learn when we read about Peter's denial of Jesus on the night that Jesus was betrayed by Judas. Now, fortunately for Peter, there was a Judas because Judas definitely makes Peter look good in the end. In fact, right up until the end, I think that if you had had a chance to evaluate Jesus's disciples, Judas would have been thought to be the trustworthy one. He was the one who carried the money bag. He was the one who kind of had Jesus's wallet. So he was the trustworthy one right until he wasn't. But back to Peter. Peter denied Jesus. And to be fair, Judas betrayed Jesus and all of Jesus' disciples forsook him, but Peter denied Jesus three times. And he did this after swearing that he wouldn't do it, after Jesus told him that he would do it. So it really is like you telling someone that you're really quick on your feet. And then they tell you, hey, watch out for that red curb there that you don't trip on it. And then you you tell them again, no, no, I won't trip. I'm really good on my feet, only to trip on the curb three times in the next 10 minutes. So Peter's denial is a good case study in how not to be a disciple. Now, first, what is a disciple? There are a lot of great definitions for a disciple. The simple and literal translation of the Greek word translated disciple, which is the Greek word mathetes, is learner. So that's the simple and literal definition for us. But I prefer to say that a disciple is a faithful and obedient follower of Jesus. So Peter shows us in his denial of Jesus, and I've been reading through Mark chapter 14, he shows us how not to be a faithful and obedient follower of Jesus. And before I highlight the case study of Peter's denial, let me just remind you that if you're a follower of Jesus, you're not a perfect one, and neither am I. We have all done as bad or worse than Peter. And I think that we should all be thankful that our failure to follow him faithfully hasn't been recorded in the most reproduced and read book in history, the Bible, like Peter's failures are. So... What can we learn about being a disciple by the case study of Peter's denial? There's, there's two things that I think are really important as you read through the text in Mark 14. First is Peter's arrogance. Peter argued with Jesus when Jesus said, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. 
he said, nope, not going to not going to be me. And so he he was kind of arrogant in his position. In his first letter to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul would say, take heed when you think you stand, lest you fall. And Peter, he didn't really do that. Now, again, we've done the same or worse. So I'm not really bagging on Peter. We're just using him as an example of what not to do. So the first thing we should learn in learning to be a faithful follower of Jesus through the case study of Peter not being so faithful in his denial of Jesus has to do with humility. That is a good quality for us to have. So I said there are two things that I think are really important. But before I get to the second one, I think it's important to consider that I'm skipping over a couple of really interesting things that take place in Mark 14 before Peter's denial of Jesus. The first one has to do with Peter's failure to watch and pray with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. But all of Jesus's followers failed to do that. So we can't really single Peter out in that. And then another thing that stands out in this passage is that Peter, when Judas showed up to betray Jesus, he shows up, Peter does, as kind of like the macho man to defend Jesus with a sword, which didn't really work out all that well. But you've got to give Peter an A for trying. He was he was certainly zealous. So I'm, I'm not going to throw those two things into the mix. Instead, in this case study of Peter's denial, the first thing that we see is Peter's arrogance. And the second thing we find in Mark 14, verse 54, it says there, but Peter followed Jesus at a distance after Jesus was betrayed by Judas and he's being led away to the high priest's house to be tried. It says that Peter followed Jesus at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest and he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. I'm willing to bet that a lot of denials of Jesus have come as a result of arrogance and following Jesus at a distance and being in the wrong place at the wrong time. There's a lot more to think about in Mark 14 as you look at Peter, but these are certainly some important things to think about. We'll see you next time.